This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you ought to, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team, we'll talk about your least favorite team, and everybody in between, and we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. Go use code DNVR over there to sign up for a new account. The Avs did not get the results that everyone wanted tonight. They didn't deserve it, then they did, then they blew it. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit of a roller coaster, to say the least, much like... The clothes that I'm wearing <laughs> at the moment. Uh, a little bit all over the place, to say the least. I, I, I don't want to boil this game down to one simple factor, but... If Why? You, if you make your bed with Hunter Miska, you live with this loss, right? Yeah, I mean, the last five minutes of the third period is all that you need to know. Yep. That's all. That's all the... Two huge saves on Tyson Jost and then the one on Jason Magna. And I don't, I'm not convinced Hunter Miska could stop any of us. It, <laughs> it's not. The game was 4-2, and the two goals that made it 4-4 were nothing special. Especially the third goal. Like, yep. the fourth goal, you could 
Like it, the fourth goal it goes you, posting in, right? Like the fourth yeah. goal you see scored in the NHL yeah, yeah, on a semi-regular yeah. basis. The third goal goes off of Miska, and he just doesn't handle it. The third goal, I mean, he's he's sliding out of position. Yep. And it, like, hits his blocker as he's moving the wrong direction. Yeah, like... Yeah. I, Unscreened. Look, it, like, I, yeah, yeah, it's the, bad. After, after the last game where he gave up two goals in the last two minutes and they had a 3 nothing lead, it was like... Boy, that was really scary. This and is, I said, "This is a problem." <laughs> and I and I said, "Hunter Miska shouldn't play another NHL game." And you were right. And look, like the Avs, the Avs have been like trying to cheat their way through this. And I think Hunter Miska is now one, one, and two. Correct. Yeah. So essentially, that's five hundred. That's essentially a five hundred record. I think. I think the reality of tonight is you can't start him again. Like they've got, they've they have four out of eight possible points with Hunter Miska in net, and so you, like it could have been, it could have been worse. But they should have more. But the fact that it could be worse doesn't mean you need to tempt the universe with that bullshit. He's bad. I, I, what the hell? Regard- He's bad. You're throwing away points. You're you're making it so that it's an uphill climb every time he gets in net. Simply. Ignore the goalie market 100%. Adam Werner has to get the next back to back. Absolutely. I don't give a shit who. Peyton Jones. You can't <laughs> put him back in net. Yeah. Don't disagree. There isn't. There's always this thing that, that NHL teams do where they're like, oh, this guy's a known quantity. And this guy, oh, we at least know what we're getting. And the defense has played really. F all of that. He's bad. And he's costing them points actively. Like, Ryan Miller's not good anymore. He's and not? the biggest difference in that game was Ryan Miller in the last five minutes versus Hunter Miska. Yep. He just can't make a save. Not uh, Avalanche hit 4-2 in this hockey game, and everyone in this building went, Hunter Miska has to make one quality save, and the Avs will win this hockey game. Just the basic shit would have been fine. <laughs> just the basics. Would have gotten them out of this. That the third goal is an, is nothing. It's nothing. Yep, I don't disagree. It's I, not a great save. It's not screened. It's not. Where are you going? <laughs> what are you doing? I. And then even in overtime, you saw him. Yep. He's just scrambling back. No goalie has ever looked more like he was playing on ice. <laughs> because it looks like he's just constantly sliding places. What are you doing? I, I don't know how an NHL head coach, if Jared Bednar isn't like furiously texting Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland after this game, I don't, he's, he's it's an abdication of duty. <laughs> he needs to be Pounding the door and saying, give me a goddamn goaltender. They've been playing with fire. They get burned. They're going to be like, well, it was in overtime, so I guess this could be worse. You know, oh, well, we got three out of four points, and they have four out of eight points with Hunter Miska and Net. Like, guys, this could be a lot worse. It could be a lot better. What are you doing? <laughs> it's, there's no, there's no justification, right? The Avs are up 4-2 with, what, seven six. minutes left in yeah, this game? Yeah, six and a half minutes or so. Yeah. yeah. That's so... To not win this hockey game... And I am the guy on this podcast that is like, look, it's fine. The Avs are just going to lose games with Hunter Miska and you live with it. 
That's not a game you can be okay with losing. Absolutely just not. Look at this replay. Where's he going? <laughs> he makes a stop and he just starts spinning in net. <laughs> it's not good. No, do you guys remember Brian Elliott when he was here? His yes. four games in a match. <laughs> he played like 11 for the abs, yeah. and he had like an 860 save percentage. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> there's no confidence in Miska, though. There's, there's, there's no confidence in the fan base. There's no confidence no. in the coaching staff. There's no confidence in the defenseman on the ice in front of him. They know. They're selling out to block every shot on the ice when he's out there because they know it's going to go in the net if they don't. Is that Miska's last time as an Av? I, it better be. It should be. If I, it's not, then, I mean, this has been this has been a spot of frustration. Like, the Avs got burned with some bad luck. Yeah. Francois has given them zero minutes this year. He he got to he got to sit on the bench and hold the and open the <laughs> yeah. door for That's twice. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Like they had bad luck happen to them, yeah. and then they've been doing this playing with fire thing today. And you know what? They placed Eric Johnson on LTIR right before the we'll game. We'll get to that. Brutal. We'll get to that. And that's like straight up. If 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 you're doing that, you're saying okay, we're not we're not get we're we're done playing these daily cap games. We're done trying to like accrue more cap space. Screw this. We need to start. We need to do something. Yeah. Because this is too this is too mediocre of an overall start. They should have won this game, and they, in that stretch in which we were talking about them going twelve and four, they should be sitting at five and two right now. Instead, and instead, and and I mean the this is, the adventures with Hunter Miska, like <laughs> it's a great story. He did a great job in the AHL. He did a great job producing, and. And earning a, a job. That's great. He's not an NHL goaltender. This is stupid. It's <laughs> this is this is being like, oh, we have a Stanley Cup contender team and we're gonna burn our goalie out to survive in the regular season because we refuse to go and do something about this position. You know what? It sucked that bad luck happened with Frankie, but it's time to get off your ass and do something. Stop throwing games away. <laughs> Blaze? You've got to do something. It's brutal. There's just no confidence in Miska back there. It's it's shaky at best. When shaky the pucks, is generous. When yeah. it hits him, like that third goal, perfect example. It hits him and goes in. He's not square to the puck. He's late to his position. It's bad. I don't... Again, I was the advocate of you just live with it. Now that I've seen it live in action... That's really hard to live with. I mean, if the score is 3-2 and he lets one in. You live with it. You live with it. 4-2 with six and a half that minutes game left. Is Look, over. If it's 3-2 and that last, that fourth goal, the Shattenkirk goal goes in. You live with it. You're just like, damn, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. You'd love to have a goalie that makes that save, but that sucks. But between Ryan Miller, who's not good anymore, <laughs> Ryan Miller on one end making two highlight reel saves, and then... Stopping Jost again on a breakaway, a, like a partial break. Yeah. And Hunter Miska can't uh, basic competency. Yeah. It's it's brutal. It, it there's no excuse, and and we've talked about this before. Look, I'm sure Hunter Miska is a great guy. He's an incredible goaltender compared to 98 percent of the population. But it's five games in this season now, and it's blatantly obvious that he does not belong in the NHL. Yep. He just does not. It's I don't know how else to put it. 
the Avs can do better. I don't know if that's, it's not even that hard at this point. It's you're talking <laughs> about career backups. You can go and get, and you will do better than Hunter Miska. It, maybe, maybe Adam Werner's that guy. Maybe he's not. If you want to go that like, route, whatever. Adam but. Werner getting lit up in the AHL tonight is fine because the guy hasn't played any games. Yep. This is what he needed to just get into some games. Yeah. That's why they didn't want to play Adam Werner. I. I wouldn't want to play Adam Warner totally cold either. But who decided that? Who put Adam Warner in the position to not play? I it mean, was the Avs. They was a, this is self-inflicted. This is why, in a healthy lineup, Adam Warner's the NHL or the AHL backup, I guess, right? Because you have Miska would be the AHL starter with a Francois healthy, and then Werner. And now you're in this weird situation where they're regularly playing Peyton Jones. They're getting Trent Minor into games. They made decisions, and those decisions with Hunter Miska clearly backfired on them. There's no way around it. They committed to Hunter Miska, and he is not an NHL goaltender. The Avs have to live with that decision, and that's the way it's going to be. Now the question is, can they, will they, are they going to do something about it? They have to. You think? Yeah, you can't live with this. As the Avs organization, you can't live with someone like this. There's just no confidence back there. I don't and disagree. Guys are no, scrambling to it, make up for it. It's it's pain. It's painful. Not a single yeah. player on the ice, not a single skater has any confidence when he's no. black back there. Not a single one is thinking we can trust our goaltender. It's obvious. Yeah. And guys are selling out, right, to yeah. stop pucks. And then what happens is guys are out of position. And then scoring opportunities happen. So not great had, ones, but it's still it doesn't matter. <laughs> An 883 save percentage, which was bottom of the barrel in a year in which a million goaltenders have played. Yep. And I think he was like 11th worst with the guy being worst being a guy who hasn't started and only had one relief appearance. So, yeah. And that's going to go down because he had an 815 save percentage. You can't live with that. You you cannot live with that. That's... It's... Like... The Avs have made a lot of moves that have worked over the past three years. Hunter Miska isn't one of them. Them them continuing to just ignore the third goaltender. Yep. Like, they did it last year. They they had to the, make two moves. The Colorado Avalanche started Michael Hutchinson in Game 7 of the second round. <laughs> like, Michael Hutchinson is a step up from this. You're not. Michael Hutchinson pitched a shutout the other night. <laughs> like... Michael Hutchinson is a classic. You go and get a third goaltender. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. and we were like, go and get one. Yeah. Now, I've also made the argument. Look, it doesn't really matter. Like, if you have to play that guy long term, if that guy's your starter, you have to do. It something. doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it, if that guy is your starter, there's no difference between Hunter Miska and Michael Hutchinson. You're not doing well as a team. There's no difference there. But as a backup, as a guy that you just need to come in, literally. Once a week at this point, maybe once every two weeks, depending on the schedule. That's it. You just need a guy that can come in and give up three goals, and that is it. And just not shit the bed. <laughs> that is it. Yep. If that's if that's all they had, they win tonight. Yep. This is probably pretty comfortably. I, I think. Easy, yeah. Let's face it. I. The first two periods of this game, and we'll we'll break down the game a little bit more in the second period, but the Avs took this game, did not play particularly well, fell behind, 
and then roared back with dominant hockey play. And this game was over. This game was 4-2 late into the third period. If you can't win this hockey game, you cannot continue to ice the same lineup. It's it, You can't. You cannot go out there and say you're doing your best to win hockey games after a loss like that and say the same lineup can continue to play. And that's being kind because the real answer here is you cannot continue to play Hunter Miska. It, it is what it is. I A depleted abs lineup put up four goals. Put up Ryan Miller was awful tonight four and he goals. wasn't the worst goaltender in this hockey game. <laughs> I, I I'm watching I'm watching the replay of another goal here. I mean, Andre Andre Burkowski. 100%. The first goal of the game, Andre Burkowski cheated to hell. Andre Burkowski cheats on the first goal, and then with four minutes to go in the third period of a one-goal game, takes an idiotic high-sticking penalty in the offensive zone. Not good hockey. That's the kind of shit Andre Burkowski should straight up get scratched next game. Yeah. If If they were anywhere close to a healthy lineup right now, that dude... That dude should get benched and send a message that that level of play is flat out unacceptable. Yep. You either decide, you either talk about raising standards or you raise them. And right now we're hearing a lot of talk about how they're raised. And no and, one doing anything and about now, it. And yep. when it's something like that is in play, it's time for some accountability. Yep. Like Hunter Miska shit the bed and sucks. Hunter Miska sucks. Yep. So Hunter Miska went out and sucked. Okay. There, but you gotta help him. That was a known you quantity. Him, you right? put him in yeah. a you put him in a position like that in the final five minutes of the game to kill a penalty in a one goal game. You're asking to get burned. Yeah. Yeah. Don't disagree. It's the Avs did a they lot got, of things wrong here. They got <laughs> they got lucky getting back into this game with the Ranton and the second goal banking yep. it off of Ryan for Miller. Sure, for sure. Like they finally get a little bit of puck luck. The two goals that they get in the third period. They earn those goals. Those are good goals. That's good stuff. That's good hockey. They're going to the net. They're producing. All good and well. That's the goods. But this undisciplined crap. I mean, Miko Rantanen, a weak-ass turnover in overtime and then trips a guy at the end of a long shift? Yep. Why are they bad in three-on-three? I've been saying for years because they're a dumb hockey team. <laughs> because they play low-IQ hockey in the biggest moments. And three-on-three is the kind of thing that exposes that. Three on three, three on three exposes your hockey IQ way more than five on five. And we see it. We've seen it for years. It's why I've always said they are bad at three on three, despite the fact that they have all the skill in the world. No Nathan McKinnon. All right. Well, Miko Rantanen goes out there and puts on the dipshit hat and just shits the bed. I mean, this is stupid hockey. No, if they undo all of the hard work and all of the talent and all of the skill, they undo it. By shooting themselves in the foot by being dumb. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. There's a million ways that the Avs win this hockey game and they found a way to lose it in the third period and overtime. There's also a million ways the Avs lose this game after the first 26 minutes of the hockey game. So it was a, certainly a roller coaster ride to say, God, I can't watch that goal again. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, the third goal against the Avs just played. Um, we do have to take our first period break, and uh, on that note, I mean, all I really have to say <laughs> is this podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. We wouldn't be here tonight without the code DNVR, 20% off. 
on Manscaped. <laughs> you can get the perfect package 3.0, and it'll make you look great in jorts. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you about how good it makes you look in jorts, all right? You see how bad I look? This whole night is brutal. Do you know how much worse <laughs> things would look tonight if I didn't use Manscaped? <laughs> it would be awful. It would be a disaster out here. So, <laughs> Like the abs game. It would be. A, no, the abs game was good at one point. At one point, there was a moment of happiness. <laughs> With this, there is no, there's no out. There's no, all right, if only Nathan made one save. Rudo in jorts is the Hunter Miska of fashion. <laughs> <laughs> That's generous. Let's be honest, all right? It's not good. It's not good, folks. All right, just ask the people down at the DNVR bar who I just strut around for as requested. Lots of pictures, though. Lots of pictures. Hope those don't end up on Twitter. Uh, Too late. <laughs> in any case, manscaped.com. Go get your products. It's quality. And the DNVR bar. Come on down for a good time. The bar was pretty popping tonight until Hunter Miska and the Avs blew this two-goal lead. Ooh. But good vibes for the most part on the night. Let me tell you. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. We can go back to negative, angry vibes in a second. I do want to take some positives out of this game. No Nathan McKinnon, no Kyle McCarn, no Bowen Byram. They score four goals. One point. I mean, I, I put no Bowen Byram like he's part of the well, offense. Yeah, not but. a significant <laughs> impact to the offense probably. but They score four goals without their two best offensive players in their respective positions. Yeah. None, of those, none of those dudes. You have a completely silent night for Miko Rantanen last night. He shows up and scores two goals, allegedly... Maybe one of them was tipped by Landeskog. It was definitely not tipped. And, and look, Miko made mistakes tonight. You can 100% ding him for the overtime penalty. And the turnover. And the turnover. Yep. But the Avs aren't up 4-2 in this game without him either. Absolutely. So that's great. They get depth goals from Logan O'Connor. They get a nice goal from Brandon Saad. LOC's goal was nice. LOC's goal, the, he sprung himself. He has the speed, and he finished. Yep. Like, on a team that we've been begging to finish for, for they, weeks. They took it away from Landis going. It, it is back to Rantanen now? Okay. So two goals for Miko. The offense came through tonight, right? They scored four goals. That's a hockey game you should win. You score four goals, you should win. Absolutely. So the offense was there on on a team that has struggled to consistently score that many goals, you have offense that was reliable to a certain extent, even if it came in the second half of the game. You have to be happy about that. I know we just talked about it, but three points out of a back-to-back -back is not the worst thing in the world. No, you just expect more from the abs, right? You you do. You when you put it into context, it should have been a win tonight. Two games, no doubt. Two games where they go down 0-2, claw their way back into it, and tonight was even more where it's it's 4-2, and you're like, great, this game's over. Yeah, we were starting to celebrate. Celebrated a little too early. 
that their third goal goes in, you're still like, oh, we still got it. And then getting close. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You, I, I don't disagree, but I'll also at the same time, you knew. You knew <laughs> on that, that power play for the Ducks that that fourth goal was coming. Uh, you, you knew. The Avs got to figure a way to just close these games out. I mean, <laughs> it's hard to... I don't want to dunk on him. I, I mean, I don't want to be too negative about it, but if Tyson Jones can beat a goaltender, then we're fine. You're not wrong. It, we're not having this conversation. I can't yeah. I can't say, oh, if the Avs have only scored five goals. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but, but it's, it's realistically... Tyson Jost makes he makes two spectacular plays. Yep. He makes a great play to slip a check on the wall, get a two on one, and then the pass off the pads, and then Jason Magna does everything right. Ryan Miller just makes a great save. Yep. And then Tyson Jost strips the uh, to start the the Burkowski PK, strips the guy of the puck, creates a great shorthanded has a, has a, has a shorthanded breakaway and yep. doesn't do anything with it. Like he just I mean, at some point, at some point, you have to bury a goal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was great when he beat Anti Ranta for the, what, fifth goal or whatever in Arizona that night? That was awesome, and we were all happy for him. But goddamn, man, beat a goaltender. Score one that matters? Like, score, like, damn it, dude. This is exact, like, this is exactly the stuff keeping him from that next level. Because if you take... You take if he buries one of those goals, then in two nights of being a top six-ish guy, in which he's playing with offensively capable players and not Pierre Edward Belmar, he has a goal and an assist, and he comes up with huge plays in both. And there are problems in both. Like he had the bad turnover that that helped create the first goal last night. He had the penalty in the third period last night. Like, so it's been imperfect. But you're feeling a lot better about a lot of it. Yep. Because a big time impact here on on the offensive side. And he just he just doesn't he he can't beat the goaltender, man. And it's just like at some point, dude, you just I don't I don't know what to do. Like I don't I I have been the most patient individual on earth with Tyson Jost. I have been his most ardent defender in the media his entire career. He's a great kid. He works super hard. I have to mute people on Twitter regularly because people just are obsessed with only his failures. But it's like... But the dude has two points in 22 yeah, games. But it's like it's yeah. like if he... I mean, he creates two great scoring chances. Like the, the highest quality scoring chances that exist. And they don't... He can't bury either one of them, man. Yep. He can't bury either one of them. And it ends up being the difference in the game. And like, it takes a team. It's not all Tyson Jost's totally, fault. Totally. It's not all Hunter Miska's fault. If Tyson Jost buries that and they go up five to three on that PK, they probably still find a way to win this thing. <laughs> yeah. But it's just these little failures all over the roster. They cut they stack up. You know what? It's 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 time, dude. Buffalo's taking calls on everybody. Go and get a Sam Reinhardt. Go Let's and, go. go yeah, and get, I like that one. Go and go and get to do something to shake up your locker room to say this shit isn't acceptable anymore. You got to throw a lightning bolt in the middle of that room because it's too complacent right now. It's even even with the success that they're having, these teams suck. 
<laughs> they should be smoking these teams. 4-2 is the correct answer here, not 5-4. Oh, this, this team is going to This is this team is bad for my blood pressure because they just <laughs> It is. It's just every every night. It's this this roller coaster of like they're 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 good. They're not good. They they do dumb stuff at the worst times to shoot themselves in the foot to undo two full periods of dominance. I just period and a half. Yeah, how, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, the self sabotage right now is at an all time high. It now. is. I. I don't. I don't envy Jared Bendar's pressure right presser rather right now because what do you do you're the head coach of this hockey team and you go you go out on this presser and you have to answer to the media and you don't get to be like us you don't get to come on the 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 tv and be like we just needed a save tonight you don't he get does, a save though. he does does he he could 100 percent go out there and just say look our goaltender has to be better we need more from that guy. I don't care who it is. He's being paid to do a job. He didn't get what he paid for tonight. The organization did not get what they paid for from the goaltender that they put in that position. Yeah. There's a lot. It's everybody's fault. Partially his. You could have played Grubauer on a back-to-back. -back. He should have skipped this presser because he was kicking down Sackick's door to go and make a trade for a backup of damn self. I don't. I just. I don't I have just, an this, answer. This, to this that. is. This is. Everybody failed on this. The six-two loss to Minnesota. That sucked. That game got away from them. For sure. Six-two against San Jose is a kick in the teeth. That should never have happened. Yeah. This shit should never have happened. Agreed. And like these are. Here I am, like losing my voice, melting down, <laughs> over the fact that they are. What did I say? They're they're four two and one now yeah. since they when I, since doing, I said they're doing just fine. They're doing they're fine. They move ahead of Minnesota in the standings, who's probably in the midst of the I, best they're going to be all year. I think Minnesota won tonight. No, they but didn't. They, they lost. blew a two goal yeah. lead. They lost to like, Arizona. They lost like five Let's to go. two. <laughs> like they, it wasn't even close. Dude, they, they got smoked. We thought Hunter Miska's collapse yeah, I, was bad. I mean, St. Louis is squeaking by LA right now. Like their division's not good, bro. <laughs> and these guys are just hanging around. They're just letting everybody hang around with them. Oh my God. St. Louis is tied with the Blues right now. I just... Yeah, wild Blues. They, like, the Avs move ahead of them in just points. And because their they're records were identical, they're ahead of them now in points percentage, too. Yep. Like, they're, the Avs are in fine position. But the fact is, is that they need, they need a thunderbolt. They do. To rock. To, they are too complacent. You know what they remind me of right now, dude? And I've been sitting with this for a few oh, days. Oh, God, here we go. And I didn't want to get into it, but we are. I'm, Let's go. They remind me of last year's Islanders. They're a great, they are a Ooh. great defensive team. The Avalanche are awesome Arguably, on a good night, arguably the best defensive team in the league. Right. They are a, there is a, they are a no doubt about it top five defensive team. And you could make an argument that they are the best defensive team in the NHL. Yeah. But right now, offensively, they suck. Now, tonight, they were they were just fine. But 
offensively, like, they suck. They aren't creating. They're too complacent. They don't They don't want to work hard enough. They don't want to get dirty. They don't want to get hit. Yeah. And I look, I'm, I am not a physicality trumps all in the NHL, but you have to be able to take a hit and make a play. It's not, you have to be able you have to be able to play with physicality. You have to be effective with I, your body. You can't just decide yeah. that you you are you are too good and too skilled and you're all of this bullshit. Right now they're lazy and they're complacent and they're hard to watch. When, when you say they don't want to be effective with their body, I think that's where you're on the track. What made Val Nichushin's goal so unique in overtime on Friday night? It's because the dude manned up and drove the goddamn Well, he, he puts his head down. Yeah. And he says, I dare this motherfucker to stop me. Yeah. <laughs> and what happened? None of them did. Exactly right. Yeah, and, and like, just... If you're going to impose your will, do that. I'm... Just decide that you're going to be better than them. This is not a league where you can get fancy and be all skill and be all like this and that. And I, you will not succeed. You know what's going to happen if you decide that you're going to load up on skill, but you're not going to load up on any guy that wants to do anything tough. You're the Anaheim Ducks because that is not a tough hockey team. Oof. And I know that a lot of people are like, oh, the abs can't handle the tough four check or the physicality. That's such bullshit. That's a soft hockey team. The Ducks are nothing. They're soft, full of a bunch of perimeter players who are not going to be in the NHL in five years. They are nothing. And that they have gone to overtime three times with this team this year is an embarrassment to them, to the Avalanche. There is no way. I don't care about these results. Right now, yeah. I care about the way they're getting there because it's bad. Let's... Uh, let's be. I think I. I think you. I think Blaze. I think the entire Avalanche fan base. For a long time, they've been fed up with plays like Nathan McKinnon pulling up on the outside boards at the half wall. Plays like that. There was a point midway through last year you lived with that because there was enough push towards the net that it was something that you have to do a little bit of everything. This season, there's been no one that actively drives the net with the puck. They're content to work the puck around the perimeter. They will try to put passes in and find quality chances at times, but no one is strong on their stick with the puck and saying, let's go to the net. I think you put up with it last year because they were making plays from the pull-up, right? The puck was moving around, and they were finding ways to score. This year, it's gone. It's gone. Their lack yeah. of commitment to the details drives me crazy. It's the because they, they they end up doing so many things well, and it's just like they could be five percent better than what they are right now, which is already pretty good. Yeah, but they could be they could be five percent better, five percent better, and they win tonight. That Easily. five that five percent <laughs> is the difference between where they are in the standings and where Vegas is. Yeah, Vegas has been that five percent. Yeah. And, like, Vegas blew a 4-1 lead to that shitty San Jose team last night. But you know what they did? Is they, they sacked up, they got over it, and they finished in overtime. And they could go into the locker room, you could say, oh, that was a close one, boys. <laughs> and you get to laugh it off and move on. Every team in the history of sports has bad losses. Yeah. Not, definitely. Not every team throws away wins every other week. 
and the Avs have thrown away a few wins lately. Let's be honest with it. There are games they should have won in this stretch of 4-2-1 hockey that they haven't. Tonight, put it on Hunter Miska. Another night, put it on the Avs not producing offensively that they need to. The fact of the matter is, outside of the 8 nothing blowout of St. Louis in Game 2 of the season, I legitimately don't know if we've seen the best the Avs have to offer this year. Regardless of who's in the lineup, regardless of whatever they're trying to do in the hockey game, the Avs have not put it all together. And, and you brought up the point of the small things, AJ. You're, I think you're exactly correct. The Avs have not done the little things right in the majority of the games this year. And they're good enough to get by without doing that. But this is the games where that costs them. This is the type of game where they're going to struggle because they don't close it out, because they have that turnover, because they don't make that save, because they don't work that breakout, because they don't clear the puck. This is the exact type of loss you get because of those type of things. How do you feel if the Avs tie up the game, then the Ducks go up, and then close out the game on this game. I feel exactly the same way that I do now. You don't think you'd feel differently at all? No, I mean, the extra point is nice, but that doesn't that doesn't change any of the problems that they have with their processes. Yeah. And it doesn't change any of the inconsistencies that are plaguing them. Yeah. It doesn't change any of their lack of commitment to the shift-to-shift things that they need to be doing. Yeah. Like... We talk about the details. You just can't take offensive zone penalties with four minutes to go. Yeah. Like, you're up one. What are you doing with your stick? You <laughs> should in no way be taking that penalty. You just can't. Yep. You can't be reaching in overtime to the point where you can have a, a lazy trip like that. Yeah. You can't put yourself in that position. It's just, it's dumb and, and it's self-sabotaging. It's just, it's just bad. Again, yeah. there are a million ways the Avs could have won this hockey game. A million. Make it's a just, save. Don't take a penalty. Score just, another goal. It's just, just bad. Eat the puck for five minutes. <laughs> we'll do what you have to do. And they didn't. It's. Uh, I don't want to oversimplify, but sometimes the game plan doesn't have to be complex. You don't trust your goalie. Don't give up quality opportunities <laughs> to the other hockey team. It's that easy. When they did, they did a decent job of that. Like. I know that I've been pissed this entire show, but it's not all negative. Like, they were down 12 to 11 in shots on goal at the end of the first period, and they dominated the rest of the way. This game was two nothing. Again, yeah. the roller coaster is unbelievably real for this Colorado hockey team right now. The highs, you, the Avs feel unbeatable. The lows, yeah. it feels like this team's never going to win a hockey game again. <laughs> I just, they're just for me, they're just too. I don't know, like them getting down in this game, and like I think it helps them that they got down and they push back. I think that's good for them. I think that's good for the psyche. I I, I, I want to see them do it. Agree. I want to. I want to see them do it against me up in Anaheim. But like, I, I that they you, do it is but good. They did it two nights in a row. Yeah. Too, no, right? and like, like I view this as a positive overall. I just um, I, I'm and, and like last night. Last night, them getting down two nothing. That second goal goes off Taze's stick, and it's just like a bad luck. You like, live with you, yeah. That's you like that's do. like yeah. damn. That sucks. Yeah. Um, 
you know, tonight the first goal, that's a bad play by Burakovsky. Yep. Like, they, for all this anger at Hunter Miska, like, they did not help him in a couple no, of situations. certainly not. The overtime goal against, they're all selling out to block a shot because they don't trust the guy. And, and he the makes, pass goes through all he, three he of them. He makes a pass through the yeah. entire all of them, and it's just like, okay. The way the, the way the Avs defense was set up to play, that pass cannot get through. Yeah, like, and, yeah. and I mean, like, okay. I mean, everybody prefers flashy when yeah, it works, I mean, it's, right? It's like, like flashy <laughs> wins are fun, and you get yeah. a couple of those every year. But the vast majority of wins are not flashy wins. You have to work. Look at you last have night. To, you Look have at to last grind, night. You have exactly. to grind out yeah. goals. Yep. You have to grind out scoring chances. The way that you do that is not by just magically being better. It's, it's by taking advantage of the opportunities that you create with hard work. Yep. I think the grindy ones are better for the Avs too, right? Learn how to win. Well, and this is what I've when I said that they kind of remind me of the Islanders because they're a great defensive team. It's like the one thing that the Islanders have on the Avs is that the Islanders do everything right every night. Like yeah. they are committed to the little stuff and they just they they are you can call them opportunistic because they don't generate a ton and so they have to score on what little they create, but they're committed to that identity and they do really well. What the abs were the abs are morphing into more of that. They're getting away from the flashiness, which we just don't see very much of, even when they are healthy. And I think the injuries, the the ultimate lesson that they need to pull out of all the injuries that they've had is that for them to be successful, to be consistently successful, they have to work. You have to grind. You have to like their advantage should be in that they are also really skilled. Yeah. But where they're letting themselves get beat too consistently by other teams is that they're they're losing 50-50 battles. They're losing foot races. They're losing some of these things that they're in control of. Yeah. And when they start to get on top of those details, then the skill also comes out. That's when they are absolutely at their best. That's when they beat teams five to one. Yeah. When we, we saw it briefly in the third period. I'd, I'd want to talk about that specifically. Let's take a look at these two Anaheim games. If the Avs play like they do starting at minute 30 from minute one, is this game ever close? Oh, ow. <laughs> you, yes, come on, get cozy. Come on now. Get in close. Evan Rowell, folks. Evan Rowell in the, in the building here from Ball Arena. You had to watch that uh, nastiness live. Yeah. Did now I got to sit next to this. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Break it down for us, Evan. Did you do the post-game presser as well? I can't imagine Bednar had anything positive to say. <laughs> no, he... Well, I mean, I think he deserves credit for adjusting because that's something he doesn't do a lot. But putting Ranton and Landis Hogg and Nachushkin together worked, and he that's something I, I wouldn't have expected him to try. But, yeah, in the uh, he was not happy. He basically said, yeah, we... You know, in the end, it's just like the Arizona game. When the game gets down to it, we're not getting saves. And I don't know. Sorry, every time I look over here, I'm all I'm seeing is white. (laughs) (laughs) Nice and pale. Yeah. Uh, We're not getting saves, but the one thing he made sure to point out was that penalty by Burakovsky was awful. So, yeah, he was not happy. Miko was really not happy. Um, Landis Coggin ran and stuck around and were having a good go at the ref after the game. Uh, 
Landis yeah. Cogluck felt like he got tripped. I mean, Francois Saint Laurent is one of the worst in the league. You just live with whatever happens when that guy's on the ice. You get points out of Saint Laurent games, you feel good about yourself. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sure it's everything you guys have talked about at this point. Goaltending is once again this backup situation is costing them points. Yep. I don't know. Because I'm dressed up. You're not sitting on the floor. Yeah, I'm in a seat <laughs> in front of a couch. Yeah, you're on, on a couch, couch, not in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> I do have contacts. Yeah, I can't sit there in glasses with a mask on for three hours. It fogs up. Yeah, yeah. I imagine that would be brutal. Yeah. Especially so, those masks that they're making you wear yeah, now. Yeah, they're making you wear the fancy N95s or whatever they're called now. So. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> So, let's let's finish this game out. I I do want to give some credit to the Avs offense again. We've we've dabbled around it. The Avs offense got the job done tonight. Really? Yes, they could have had the Tyson Joe's fifth goal, but the Avs scored four goals in a hockey game. They gave the Avs a two goal lead. They roared back after a weak first period and, and started the second for the second game in a row. They found goals. Maybe they didn't grind out the fifth one. Whatever. What, particularly without Nathan McKinnon, you can't really ask more from this Avs offense, can you? Four goals. Yeah, I mean, realistically, this is a three-goal league. If you get to four, you should be fine. You should be cruising, baby. I. So, that game, that game should have been over. They didn't. Eat, they gave up seven shots in the third period, and two of them went in the net. And I don't. None of them were high danger, like <laughs> especially the third. Even like the post, it's like the, a point shot goes wide and Miska's on the other side of the net, and he has to slide back the other way. It's just, it's frustrating. But I think after Anaheim scored their second goal, they only took ten shots. Like yeah, it's a, you need a save, right? You yeah. need one real proper important save in a hockey game, and the Avs didn't get one. I don't. I know we we were talking in circles a little bit, but I don't know what else to say about this hockey game. Like, you're not gonna win a four nothing hockey game when you can't get a save. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what did you guys think of them calling up Jason Magna and then like using him a lot? That caught me I, really off guard. I don't know what. You... I didn't even know he was a center the, for one. The Avs, based on <laughs> their yeah. season opening lineup, the Avs had one center tonight. And I know Tyson Jost is really a center, but the Avs, on their opening lineup, Belmar is the only center that they had tonight. And they're not – if Shane Bowers can't play tonight, he'll never play. He's he's not going to play this season. He may never play ever in the Avalanche organization. I don't know what else to tell you. I think it's nonsense. But yeah, right now, is he more valuable going down and looking the way that he does in the HL? Even though that team is an ECHL team and they can't score – he is he is by he he stands out so much. We, he's basically trade bait at this point. He's more valuable when you're talking about like go get Sam Reinhart. He's more valuable to the Avs doing that than he is on playing for them right now because they refuse to play him and I nobody knows why. It's just a it's just a thing. It's 
you talk about the Colorado Avalanche needing to do the little things better. You know what Shane Bauer is unbelievably good at in the AHL? The little things. <laughs> he does every little thing correct on the ice. I don't know. He seems like the ideal dude to put in the Avalanche lineup right now, and they won't even put him on the taxi squad. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, the little things is a great way to explain it. AJ, you hit it, right? Like, that first goal that was scored from the Ducks was the little things. Yep. Burakovsky cheats two steps. Well, and, and the goal's in the net. Yeah. It looks like it looks like a communication breakdown with this defenseman, which you just can't have. Yep. You have time before a faceoff. Use your words. You're two, two grown adults. No. <laughs> That's not nearly enough. <laughs> no, you. Gerard looked frustrated after that goal too, because I think he he knows Was that expecting they probably could have yeah. done something a little bit differently yeah. there. But uh, yeah, Burakovsky did not. Outside of the, he made a great play on the goal. He was lost all night. Not a good, not a no. good night for Burr. No. Um, <laughs> I, and at this point, I'm. They have to realize Kadri does not work with those other two guys. It was a bad idea from the beginning. Everyone already knew that it hasn't functioned in the past. Nazem Kadri's not a 1C. He's not a 1C. I don't know. Every every thought I've had tonight is like, what do you want me to say? You already know this. This is dumb. But here we are saying it to you. Like, Yeah, I mean, 1C, 2C, I mean... What do you do? Nathan McKinnon goes out. You only have so many options. So, Gotta I find like the, the creativity. I mean, I like the creativity going with Landis Cog, Rantanen, and Nichushkin. And that that worked. It yeah. worked really well. All this talk, we were like, "Look, Landis Cog's not a center," and now it's like, "All right, well, maybe he's a center." He played. <laughs> he played half of a game as one, and it worked out really well. It was mostly Miko at center. Yeah. So, Patrick, I, Patrick I mean, Law. they were. They were they were dream. they were switching it up. Yeah. And it was like What I, I, I don't know. That's an interesting conversation in itself. I think this is more uh, towards last night's game, but at times it seems like the Avs are at their best when their lineup is completely fluid. Bednar is just rolling dudes out there with whoever and the Avs are just saying, "All right, let's go play some shinny." <laughs> and it just works sometimes. It's almost like they're two in their heads. I mean, I do think I do think that they are a little in their head about most things. I mean, I just yeah, I feel like they could play looser for sure. You know, because they they look like when they give up a goal or they score a goal, they look like they just ride. Yeah. The world is collapsing. Momentum. Yeah, and like it reminds me of the seventeen eighteen team, that really young team. That snuck into the postseason in game 82. But you expect that out of a young team. This isn't a young team anymore the way that it was. You know, there are some guys that are young, but they've got hundreds of games in the NHL. They should know this by now. They should understand the day-to-day life, the grind of it. There should be no surprises. And these guys still, this team in-game, still seem to just get so (laughs) uptight about things. Are we done? Can I go home? <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. I, th- another thing you, I want to talk about. Did you guys hear the injury updates? No. 
McKinnon skating tomorrow for sure. He okay. feels better. Byram skating. Makar is still. No one knows what's going on there. Are expectations McKinnon and Byron for Monday then? Uh, I don't know about that, but he said McKinnon feels a lot better, and he's definitely going to skate tomorrow. Okay. So. I just want to, in a sea of negativity, and I know I've been miserable to listen to tonight. Yeah, but this I want to get to as well. But without Kale McCarr, the jump forward that we've seen from Sam Gerrard has been spectacular. And it's not just Sam Gerrard. When Kale McCarr gets back, I think they should leave these guys together. Let Gerrard and Taves... Do their thing. They're monsters. They are monsters. They are alternating great nights right now. And when one is when one is not having the great night, the other one is, but neither one of them ever is having a bad night. Hmm. And I would put Byram next to Kill McCarr when they get back. I mean, to be honest, like Sam Gerard right now, like I talked two years ago about Sam Gerard potentially being a, a dark horse Norris candidate. There's a long way to go to that, uh, especially like the underlying numbers are not there. They're not if you talk to Evolving Wild. They're but. fine, <laughs> like they're they're good, but they're not there yet. But his his generation and the point production and all of that, like maybe maybe the big thing here, maybe the big thing here is that Sam Gerrard's development without Kale McCarr. If he can find a way to continue to be this Sam Gerrard when Kale McCarr gets back, the Avs are far and away the best defensive team in the NHL. Whatever you think about them offensively and whatever their grinds are to score and whatever, whatever, whatever. It will be what it will be, but the development of Sam Gerrard has been a major, major point so far this year. A couple things I want to hit on, including that. First of all, never has a request for fan fiction shipping been correct. As correct as Gerard and Taze has been correct. Uh, secondarily, the Avs are 13-7-2. Yeah. The Avs are ahead of the Minnesota Wild, who blew a two-goal lead to Arizona tonight. Yep. The Avs still have three games in hand against St. Louis. I think they still have a point percentage advantage on the Blues. I believe that so I think right now they do. I think yes. right now they would be second At in the division. The last I checked, the Blues were tied 3-3 with LA. So They won in overtime, I believe. The Blues did? I believe. Okay. Nonetheless, the Avs still hold a three-game in-hand advantage. Where, where St. Louis is, by the way, they continue to be kind of smoke and mirrors because they are winning a lot of Skating overtime games. by, for sure. A lot of overtime games. And you remember, yes, they have overtime in the postseason, but it's five on five. They lost and tonight. The, the Blues the blew blues it? Yep. Okay. Let's Three, go! So the Avs aren't the only wow. team that throw, all right? All right, chat. Everybody throws. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> well, and St. Louis last night had to come back, and they scored a six on five goal and then won in yep. overtime. Yeah. So they were, they were this close to getting swept by the Kings. Yep. Yeah, the Avs still have a point percentage advantage on the Blues. So, so they they have points on Minnesota. They are the second team in the West yeah. by points percentage. Yeah, and Vegas is first in both. Vegas is yeah, correct. Vegas is legitimately having the start we wanted Colorado to have. Yep. But for all of the all the the Avs need to do all of these things better. Yeah. 
yes, they could be Las Vegas, but it's not like they're in jeopardy of anything right now. Yeah. No, no. this 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 concept of like Jared Bender's on the hot seat and all that. Look nonsense. Look, if they if they miss the playoffs, yes. If they're Oh yeah, for sure. If, if for we sure. if we get to April and, the and they're out of and, and they're out of a playoff spot. Yeah, that's bad. I think that we could really. I think that the heat is legit on Jared Bednar. Sure, but that's not but reality. The as of this very moment, there's one big thing that they can do to help Jared Bednar in the Avalanche, and that's get a legitimate backup goaltender. Yep, yep. And everything else from there, see what happens from there. But now with with EJ on LTIR, they have the cap space to go do it. And that's the last thing I want to get No about. longer a consideration of being in fear of that. Evan, I don't even know. Have you heard this yet? EJ officially on LTIR. Well, any I mean, word about that? It's all from cap friendly. So we don't, we're not actually going to get any info. But yeah, we that did pop up halfway through the game. So yeah, I mean, I, they're not expecting him back anytime soon. So I guess might as well. What? I mean, who's even left for the Evs to call up at this point besides Shane Bowers? <laughs> I mean, you have there at, at forward. There's a handful of dudes, right? Are there? And, and defensively, Are... you could always go back to the Greg Patteron. Well, <laughs> do we have to? <laughs> I mean, given given the way that some of these guys look on any, I'm, like this defense, dude, f- Jacob McDonald and Dan Renouf and all these kids, like they're they're getting by. <laughs> I think it's 12 games in a row now. They've allowed less than 30 shots. I mean, Troy Terry got by Dan or uh, Jacob McDonald tonight. That's all I'm going to say yeah, about that. Yeah, well, that's that, because but... Jacob McDonald was busy praying at the altar instead <laughs> of playing defense. <laughs> and like, I know that I know that people were like, "Oh, Sam Gerrard and on that on that goal," but like, when you have another defenseman and a goaltender Yo, back there, when, that's why you play. That's why they call it team defense. When Troy Terry makes a basic puck shuffle and both McDonald and Miska bite. 100% commit. <laughs> it's way worse from McDo- from Miska than it was. Way McDonald's. worse. It was from way Miska. worse. Way worse. But look, I I don't know what I don't know what else to tell you tonight. If the Avs start, can a, we can we rekindle the trade for Matias Ekholm conversation? Do we have to. <laughs> Matias Ekholm and Pecorine. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I'm just kidding. A real just question, kidding. legitimate question: Hunter Miska or Pecorine right now? Oh, Pecorine. Yeah. <laughs> really? <laughs> uh, Hunter. After tonight's game, I, the numbers haven't been updated, but after tonight's game, he's gonna have like an 870 save percentage. But with that contract, Pecorine, it's, I mean, it's 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 the end of the year. It's, it's it's one year. He's he's a free agent at the end of this. Doesn't matter. Nashville gonna retain half on that bad boy? Probably. And well, I mean, they've already said that he's not tradable. Like, well, I, know, not a thing. I know. I know. That's why I was I was saying. I'm just kidding. I don't want to get into it. It's not You're realistic. Right. I was You're just right. kidding. You're right. As trading for John Gibson confirmed. Let's go. <laughs> you know, John G- we didn't. I, I wasn't on last night's show with John Gibson. Didn't do anything for me last night. He wasn't very good. He, was he didn't have to do anything great. He, he was not great. He I mean, according anything. to Cal Keefe, he's going to get moved. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that's in reference to, but okay. <laughs> Second intermission. <laughs> Forget it. Never mind. Uh, final thoughts. Final thoughts, boys. Well, my final thoughts, Gerard. Outside of probably Grubauer, Gerard's probably the MVP of this team. I would think, just with everything that's happened with the injuries. Yeah, with Miko's inconsistency, I would agree. I and, would say Grubauer and then Gerard. Yeah. yeah. 
And then two, if this team ever gets healthy, I don't know how you take Logan O'Connor out of the lineup. Yeah, dude, yeah. that dude is an <laughs> NHL player. Dude. If this team, if this team ever gets healthy, I don't know how you keep Belmar in it. <laughs> oh man, the I've been saying this since the in summer. The slot that just go. That shot tonight went like ten feet above the net. <laughs> it's just shots. Plays just die on a stick. I you don't can know only you do. have so many offensive black holes in your lineup. Like you just can't keep rolling with this many guys who aren't going to give you offense. Yeah. I. You yeah. just can't do it. I Belmar shouldn't be in the Shane Bauer should be in the lineup over Belmar. I there, I said it. I mean, <laughs> not I said, even a hot take, man. It's not. I, I, I said Magna, you know, shouldn't have played that much, but didn't do anything different than what Comfort's done all year. He should have had a goal. Yeah. It was a great save by Ryan Miller. He put a shot on now, which is more than Comfort's done in like 90% of the games. He put two. Yeah. Blaze, final thoughts? Expectations are high. They sure are. You know, expectations are high because they raise them. And, like, yeah. they raise the expectations. They need to live up to the standard. It's not our standard. They're the ones who kept telling us that they were they're the favorites or whatever, is Nathan McKinnon's famous quote. You want to be the favorites? Fucking act like it. Yeah. I mean, with the backup goalie and net, like, this loss sucked. It but did. It's not the end no of the world. What. They're in third yeah. place. You're in a playoff position. Yeah. You get in the playoffs. Your goal. Does March 1st count as American Thanksgiving in this crazy season? Kind of. Yeah. It feels like it, right? Yeah. More or less the same kind of trajectory on yeah. the season. Yeah. Uh, so, by that logic, the Avs should make the playoffs. And I'll say again, while tonight's loss certainly swayed me to AJ's side, and oh well, my God, the Avs should do something about their backup goaltender welcome to the correct opinion <laughs> you know who doesn't matter in the playoffs the abs backup goaltender unless it <laughs> mattered a couple times if philip, it mattered last year if philip grubauer gets hurt the abs are not winning the stanley cup i'm sorry it's just the truth you have to accept that truth of the world it's just a fact Unless you get, do you see what I have to live with? A serviceable. It, it certainly matters now if the Avs goalie. end up in fourth place and have to play Vegas in the first round because their backup goalie couldn't get them any points. If Philip Grubauer is healthy, the Avs beat Vegas. Come at me. <laughs> his Come point, at me. His point is in the postseason. If they have to play Pavel Francouz, they lose. <laughs> they don't win the cup anyway. All right. All right. We're going to get out of here. Final thoughts, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm not, but you know what? I'm wearing pants that are shorter than that opinion yeah, You're, right wear, now, you're so wearing pants. pants that are definitely wrong. That's true. No argument against that. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out a ton. If you can't catch us live, you can always catch us in podcast format the next day, audio only. Do recommend on YouTube, but, you know, podcast gets the job done as well. Even if you can't see my jorts on the podcast, I promise lucky they lucky were you. worth it. <laughs> they were worth it. I don't care what y'all have to say. Look, abs are fine. Yes, tonight was frustrating. I'm glad the chat could be here to vent with us, but the abs are fine. They're going to be fine. They'll continue to be fine. We'll cover all of it for you here at the DNVR. Check out the post-game grades, content, videos. We got it all. 
We uh. love you. You probably don't love my jorts, but if you do, thank you. We'll catch you next time. Hopefully happier. Goodbye. Oh, my God.